Hi, this is Sarit Schwetzer, and welcome to the It Is Taught podcast, a podcast devoted to the teachings of Rabbi Schneir Zalman of Liadi, as recorded in his most famous work, the Tanya. My hope for this show is to make these teachings accessible and relatable to the average person, regardless of prior Jewish education or affiliation. The episodes follow the prescribed daily study portions and are meant to serve as practical lessons in how to live your life as your true self and develop an authentic and powerful relationship with your Creator. I have personally experienced the effects the study of this work has had on me, and I'm excited to share what I can of this knowledge with you. So please join me on this journey of learning, self-growth, and connection with your source. Hi, and welcome to the It Is Top podcast. This is episode 478 for the 22nd of Adar in a regular year. And today we are continuing chapter 36, and we are going to begin our discussion by talking about do. So yes, that natural substance, that water-like substance that surrounds plants and plant life in the morning, and it's a really cool thing. So just to give a little bit of an overview of how dew forms is basically, so in our atmosphere at all times, there is moisture in the atmosphere. And, but at the same time, we don't, we're not always aware of this moisture because the moisture is in different levels of condensation depending on the temperature outside. And this temperature varies throughout the day, very much dependent upon the sun. So when it, during, during the daytime, when the sun is prevalent in the sky, then this, the heat of the sun goes down, shines down on the earth and that causes for less condensation. And then what happens is at night, it begins to cool down and then there's the moisture that's in the air condenses a little bit more. And this condensation results in actual water and droplets to form on top of all kinds of different plant life. When it gets cool enough, this can actually manifest as frost, which is why if you've ever noticed, frost on your windows and things like that is a lot more prevalent when in the nighttime than it is during the day or maybe first thing in the morning. So now what's interesting about this is that nature is really cool in the sense that these things don't just occur in kind of like a haphazard kind of way without any purpose. But this dew is not just some random thing that happens, but it actually serves a lot of purposes. The purposes, some of the purposes of dew is that first of all, it serves as a protective barrier on the leaf, causing it to minimize the amount of moisture to come out of the plant itself so that it's able to maintain more moisture and more moisture in the plant obviously is good in order to help it stay more resilient in all kinds of different conditions, especially if it's dry or hot. And then when the dew eventually evaporates, when the sun comes comes out, right, and it becomes warmer, then it actually cools the plant, plant down in the same way that like when the purpose of our sweat, when we have sweat, then the sweat causes us to be cooled off. That's actually the purpose one of the purposes of the reason why we sweat is to allow our body to maintain a more stable body temperature on a hot day. And then another reason for the dew is that the dew in some environments and in some species, especially some plants that, uh, that grow in the desert, they can actually absorb some of the moisture from the dew and it can actually serve as a type of hydration. So it's like, it's sort of like uh, nature's way of watering the plants. So there's really a lot of really amazing th- purposes that this dew serves. And 
kind of to sum up the purpose of the do is that in this context anyways, is that it's helping to protect the plant from the external surroundings and to keep the plant alive. And so how is this relevant to Tanya and why am I bringing all this up is that we're going to see that today Tanya actually talks about dew. It actually really speaks about dew, but it speaks about a more spiritual type of dew. It speaks about the type of dew that's going to be involved in the resurrection of the dead. So we believe in Judaism that there's this idea that eventually at the end of times, all of all people who lived on earth will eventually be resurrected. So every person who is no longer alive today will be resurrected. And the way that they will be resurrected is through this substance, which the, which is known, which the sage is called the dew of resurrection. So just like this dew kind of vivifies plants, we can think of this dew of resurrection as it will literally be the dew, which resurrects people. And what we'll also learn in today's, Tanya is that this dew of resurrection, another way to think of it is actually Torah because Torah is also called to do. And so if you recall, this is where we can kind of link things together. What we were talking about in yesterday's Tanya was this whole idea of how one of the purposes of Torah is actually to save us from expiring. It's to allow us to maintain our sense of self while still connecting with God. So this is why Torah is called power. It's called strength. Because it literally gives us the strength to be able to withstand our connection with God without losing ourselves completely. So it's really cool concept. And let's get straight into the text and see how the Alter Rebbe explains it. So once again, we're going to be continuing chapter 36 today of Likutam Marim. And we're actually going to conclude chapter 36 today. Picking up from where we left off last time, and please go back and listen to yesterday's episode if you haven't already, the Alter Rebbe taught us about how the ultimate purpose of the entire world is Mashiach and the resurrection of the dead specifically. So now the Alter Rebbe begins today's Tanya by telling us that we actually already had a taste of this resurrection of the dead once when we received the Torah. And now here the Alter Rebbe cites a quote from Deuteronomy from Dvarim to support this from Dvarim chapter 4 verse 35 which says, which literally translates to mean, you have been shown to know that God is the Lord. There is nothing besides him. So again, and we spoke about this previously, at the time of Matan Torah, we actually all momentarily saw God and experienced God in his full greatness and glory. So this is what the altar says here. Is he says that literally means it's like you, sh- you showed yourself, like you revealed yourself. So Hashem really made himself perceptible to us in a really, really clear and tangible way. And then the Ultraabet cites a couple of other descriptions of what happened then, namely talking about the idea we saw the voices and they saw what was normally heard. And the Ultraabet says that the way that this is explained by the sages is that they would look over to the east and they would hear the speech coming out that said, Anuchi, I am the Lord your God. And so too, in every single direction. So it's like they they heard the words coming from every single direction. So it's like usually, you know, when you hear sounds, you hear it coming from a very particular place. In this case, it was coming from everywhere. And the Tikkunay Zohar explained that it was as if there was literally no place that was not speaking to them. So it was like, God's voice was coming from literally every single place all around them. 
And now the ultra right goes on to explain that the reason why this was such that the voice was coming from every place, literally from all directions everywhere, is because this revelation of God that came about through the Ten Commandments, which more accurately translated, by the way, is ten sayings. Dibot really means sayings. It's not commandments. So these ten sayings contain the entirety of the Torah, which what is the entirety of Torah? This is the inner most will of God and his wisdom within which there is no concealment at all. And then the ultra rabbi here cites the sitter, cites uh, something we say in prayer, which literally means for in the light of your countenance, you gave us a Torah of light. So basically this is representing the idea that Torah is the inner light of God. It's coming from the innermost part of, of godliness. And so this is why, since this was literally the Ten Commandments were an expression of God's innermost will and wisdom, this is why at that time, all of the Jews then were totally nullified in their source. And as we learn from the different sages that every single time, every single saying that was uttered, the souls expired, the souls left their body. And now here is where that do comes in, because then it says here that Hashem actually did return their souls into their bodies. And how did he do this? He did this with the do, the same do that he's going to use in the future to vivify the dead. And what is this do? This do is the do of Torah, which is called Uz or strength, as the sages taught that every person who's involved in Torah study in Torah, then the do of Torah vivifies them. So there's this kind of like correlation between do and Torah. So that is the end of the section today. So I think what we can basically say that we learned from here is that there's some kind of really big similarity between do and Torah and why Torah is likened to do or even called do and how this do is also something which is going to be utilized in order to vivify the dead in the future, in the resurrection of the dead. And I think a, a, one way to understand this but is by actually looking at physical do and what physical actual physical do does is that it surrounds plants and it protects plants and it allows them to stay alive and to grow. And similarly, that is why God gave us the Torah, because he recognized the facts that we, without the Torah, without the strength of the Torah, we would not be able to handle him in his full glory. And we actually didn't handle him in his full glory when he revealed himself to us in that fullness, in that like without filter, in the time of the revelation of the Ten Commandments and when our, our souls left our bodies time and time again after every single utterance that God made. And so God had to bring our souls back into our body and the way he did it was through the dew of Torah. But then right after that, the sin caused both them and the world to become coarsened until the end of times when the physicality of the body and of the world will once again become refined and they will once again be, be able to, and we will once again be able to receive the revelation of the light of God, which will shine upon the Jewish people through Torah, which Torah once again is called strength. And from this abundance of light that will come to the Jewish people, this will also be so great that it will actually lead to the darkness of the nations of the world as well. As is written, and here the Altar Rebbe brings a few citations to support this idea. So the first one is from Yeshayahu chapter 60 verse 3 where it says which literally means and the nations will walk by your light. So meaning 
that not only would the Jewish people be enlightened by God and receive God's revelation, but the non-Jews will follow in this light as well. And then another citation, which also comes from Yeshayahu, this time chapter 2, verse 5, which says, Beit Yaakov Hashem, which literally means house of Jacob, go, and we will walk along by the light of God. So this is what the non-Jewish people will say, that the non-Jewish people will like egg us on in our service of God and they will want us to serve God. And then another citation here, this one also from Yeshayahu, chapter 40, verse 5, which says, which literally means, and the glory of God shall be revealed and all flesh will see. So it's an allusion to the fact that at this time, God will be totally revealed. And then another citation again from Yeshayahu, this time chapter 2, verse 21, which says, which literally means to enter the holes of the rocks and the clefts of the boulders for fear of God and his of his majestic glory. So this is referring to the fact that that the nations of the world will be so scared of God. So they're going to enter into the holes of the rocks and the clefts of the boulders because they are so scared of God. Like they're really going to appreciate God and have a really strong awe of God. And then one more citation here that the altar Rabbah brings this time from the prayers on Rosh Hashanah where it says, which literally means appear in the majestic splendor of your might over all the inhabitants of the world. So just like physical dew protects many things in our world from all kinds of different elements, so too did the Torah serve as this kind of like protecting shield for us to be able to experience godliness at the time of Mount Sinai when we when we received the Torah originally. Um, but with that being said, we are living now in a very confusing world and a world which we do not really see true reality as it is. We The world is very opaque, very muddy and muggy and uh, very cloudy. Uh, this is due to our sins, quote unquote, or in Hebrew, chata'im, like those things which we did that were against the will of God, which caused us to cloud our perception and to take us away from that innocent space that we were in originally when we received the Torah. And we will eventually return to this space, this space of innocence and, of, and perception of truth in the future to come. But right now, we are not in that space. And right now, we do live in a more opaque reality where we do not experience reality in its true way. And everything is kind of confusing. So that is it for today. And tomorrow, we're moving on to a new chapter, chapter 37. I will speak to you then. Thanks for listening to the It Is Top podcast, hosted by Sarit Switzer. This podcast is dedicated in loving memory of my maternal grandfather, Avraham Yitzhak ben Binyamin Cohen of Blessed Memory. Music by Shoshana. If you enjoyed this episode and would like to support the show, please share it with others and subscribe on YouTube, Apple iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And make sure to leave us a five-star review. To find out more about the It Is Taught project, including more information on my soon-to-be-published book, please visit our website, itistaught.com. To catch the latest from me, follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Looking forward to speaking with you tomorrow, and until then, have a great day.